Good afternoon, everyone, or good day, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I am Dr. Elise Cortez, and I'm hijacking this show today. This is Growing Solutions with Mike Rochelle, but I'm interviewing Mike Rochelle about what he's doing through Mike Rochelle and Associates today. I've known you now for 20 and a half years. I've seen you grow and evolve a lot over the years. What are you doing today to offer your clients? So what I'm doing is I am offering human and digital transformation solutions And the way that I think about it is if you look at, uh, and I just looked it up yesterday before my digital transformation class at DBU, because I wanted to make sure the stats were still correct. Both McKinsey and Boston Consulting are saying that 70% of digital transformations are failing on a regular basis. So why are they failing is the point. And in the coursework that I'm doing at DBU, we have three major books that I cover, and then about 12 books that each of the each of the participants in the class will read and do a book study on uh, for the class. Um, and by and large, most of the reasons they're failing is because of the human dynamics, not because of the technology. Because as I've always said in technology in the 30 years that I've been developing and implementing programs and products and projects, um, it's always the people side that breaks things. It's not the, it's not the technology because we're fairly good at doing the technology. Uh, but when you don't consider what people's individual motivations are for coming to work and when you don't consider what the impact of their life is going to be if you change or move their cheese and that the book that we <laughs> right. use yeah um, then you are you are ready for failure um, and uh, one of the things that i uh, have learned recently I, I teach because i like to learn right i am with and, you and when uh, i actually met the dean of students at dbu yesterday and he agreed. He goes, if you want to learn something, you teach it, right? So um, in this in this learning process, um, you look at all of the things that are happening. And there's a book called The Blue Ocean Strategy. It's now right there. it's been around for a while, exactly. But um, it really talks about there are there are value propositions for people. There are value propositions for finances, and there's value proposition for creating the value that you need in the organization. And if you don't plan for all of those, then the one is one that you don't plan for, which most organizations don't plan for, which is the human value exchange. Uh, so I've I've been multiple organizations and in consulting assignments uh, advocated for training people to go to what they're going to go to. Right. Uh, Most organizations will not say that function is going away in this organization. We're going to outsource it because we can get it for half the price that we can do it internally. They won't say it. People intuit it. And they and, and so there's this lack of trust in every organization that I've been in in the last 20 years, at least. Every time you ask them, what's the number one problem in the organization today? It's lack of trust. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, you've seen it. Yes, I have. You know, if I have. 10 things on a list, trust will be seven, uh, uh, seven times people say it and people that are a couple of, couple of inter- interactions and a couple that are one, but trust is always the biggest issue. So that is because we're breaking trust on a regular basis and we're not really focusing on it. So in the programming that I do from a human transformation perspective, I help to build an environment that has trust. And then that translates into the digital part of it, because if you have a high trust organization and people understand where they're going and why they're going to, why they need to change, then they will implement the digital transformation and that will stick and the culture will change to the new, 
device or the new uh, process. If you don't do that, you break people and then they either leave um, or they stop working, right? We, we talked about um, uh, earlier the, uh, what do they call it now, quiet quitting. Quiet quitting. When people are just there and they're just occupying a seat and they're waiting for you to do something bad to them because that's what they're expecting. And, and frankly, because organizations continue to do bad things to people, uh, not only should they expect it, but they can expect it at some time soon, right? After multiple times of being laid off, not because of something that they have done wrong, but just because that function is no longer necessary within the organization, the trust is broken. So we have to do something organizationally we have to do something in the community. We have to do something probably in the nation to help build trust because it's the biggest issue that we have today. And you are uniquely qualified to do this work, my friend, because yeah. of all the things that you've done on yourself over, over, over time and your own growth trajectory and all those years of really teaching other leaders how to access, develop, and sometimes regain trust. Right. And one, one of the things, honestly, uh, that... I understand is I understand that I'm, I am different. Uh, everybody's different. First of all, I think everybody's hundred percent one of one, right? Um, but uniquely uh, issued. yeah, we're unique, but in it, there are personality types that gravitate towards it. Um, and, and I understand those, those, those types. And I understand the quandaries that they've been in cause I've been there right for 30 years serving it organizations. Um, I think it applies more broadly across the organization, but because of the time that I've spent in that industry, uh, it's one that, uh, that really works well. Wonderful, Mike. Thanks so much for sharing today. It's wonderful sure, to see you doing what you are in the world. Keep it up. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, and we'll see you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, everybody. I am Dr. Lisa Cortez, and I am hijacking today's show. <laughs> this is this is Growing Solutions with Mike Rochelle. And what we're doing today is we're turning the mic around. I'm going to interview Mike Rochelle about his experience at Mike Rochelle and Associates and hear about a case study of how you've really helped one of your clients. Yeah. So actually, uh, a few years ago, one of my son's uh, soccer coaches was a managing partner of a law firm. And uh, he asked me in because he heard that I was doing Gallup strengths coaching. And uh, he uh, he said he had a problem and he wanted to understand what it was. He wasn't exactly sure. <laughs> the net net of it was that in the old days, he would talk to somebody about being their lawyer and basically he would have them as a client. And then all of a sudden people started kicking tires and asking them how they were going to do things and all that kind of things. And they were only getting about 50% of the people that came into the door. So he wanted me to assess what it was. So um, I asked them basically just to tell me what, each of the lawyers, how they interacted with their customers. And basically what they were doing is they were telling them all the what they were gonna do. Mm. What and how and, and how in great detail. And they would have like two hour conversations with somebody and then they would determine that they were gonna walk next door and go find somebody else. So um, the, the, literal, the literal beauty of this is that I use Simon Sinek's why, you know, what, what is your why? Mm -hmm. And I basically had them all define why they were a lawyer mm -hmm. for family law or for DUIs or for whatever it is that they specialized in. Um, they came up with their why statements. Then we came up with strength statements about who they were. And then they would basically, when somebody would say, what are you going to do for me? They would give them their why. I got into law because I think I can make a difference in your life. 
And I, and then they would tell their background about how they had solved those kinds of problems before. And they would not go into the, how they were going to do it. They would be just, just tell why they would, why they were going to help them. And they went from 50% to hundred percent of their customers that were hiring them in that really short period of time. So it was a beautiful example of just helping people to understand that you don't have to tell people what you're going to do. You need to tell them why you're doing it. And when you do, they really appreciate you as an individual. And then they have a relationship with you that's deeper than you would have uh, telling them what you're going to do and trying to scare them out of their wits mm -hmm. in order to get them as a customer. So you compel them with your why, which is like that magnetic force. Exactly. Fantastic. Exactly. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for sharing. If you want to learn more about Mike Rochelle, find him on, on LinkedIn. It's easy to find. I'm Elise Cortez. Thanks for being with us. See you next time. Thanks very much, Elise. Bye-bye. Hey, hey there, everybody. I'm Dr. Elise Cortez, and I am hijacking the show today, Growing Solutions with Mike Rochelle. I'm actually turning the mic around so that I can talk to him yeah. about what he's doing. This is Mike Rochelle of Mike Rochelle & Associates. Today, Michael, we want to hear about what you've done with the client to really make a difference in their world. Yeah, so uh, Elise, this is one that you and I actually did together. Uh, back when I was at Microsoft, I was fully engaged with a global team of sales reps with a $500 million quota, and I didn't really have time to do anything, but I had a good friend call me uh, at that time at DirecTV, and he was running all of development, it was Sven Gurgitz, and uh, he said, hey, uh, what can you do for me to help build engagement and quality within my organization? Um, and I told him what I was doing with my team at Microsoft. And I had, I had just uh, discovered this thing called Gallup Strengths. Mm, that thing, um, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I got on a call with he and his, his direct reports. Just This is just as a friend. Right? I was just like responding to somebody calling for a 911. And I told him what I had done with my team and how it really helped us to create relationships with Dell and IBM and uh, HP and all of the all of the partners that I had. I was a partner account manager, um, and uh, and they're like, great. When can you do this for us? <laughs> so I call Elise Cortez and I say, hey Elise, can you become a Gallup Strengths Coach so that you can go out and do all these things for uh, direct, for Direct TV? And you did. Um, and so you tell a little bit about that experience because I actually wasn't physically there for the strengths portion of this case oh, study. Now that I know what this is what we're talking about for this case study. Okay, so I, I had already been a Gallup Okay, Gallup, so you Gallup had done coach. it already. I'd, already. I'd already been exposed to the material, but at that time, I don't. I was not certified. I was using the materials of different different um, sources, but right. I, I could still facilitate it well. Sure. And I remember distinctly, we did the first session there was 25 people in the session and I came to meet Sven the day before yeah. and he kind of gave me some prep and he basically said, this better be good. <laughs> no prep. And I went, oh, Michael, what have you got me into? Of course, I and, didn't hear this until about 10 years after it happened. So I, I leave that meeting. It was like two o'clock in the afternoon. I had just flown in from Dallas into, into Los Angeles and scamper back to the hotel to, to prepare more. And the next day I go and deliver this, I think it was a three hour session. And you know, it's one of those kind of things where these people don't know what to expect. They've been told to come into this thing. There were 25, I did, they didn't have any name tags. I remembered, I memorized their names. And then we had this really dynamic session and people, the energy in the room, and you know that you can measure emotional oh, yeah. energy. They walked in, 
on this plane, this plane, this level, and they left like on up here. Yeah. And it, it was like vibrating in the room. Yeah. And Sven came in toward the end, and you could see it was sort of like his hair was standing on edge because he caught the electricity in the air. And you could see he, he the, so, the look of, okay, this went well, registered across his face. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and we then, right? We then, I don't remember how many sessions, but across his whole IT organization, I don't remember how many of those workshops we did, 25 at a time. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think you did 360 people or something like that overall. And then, um, and then a little bit later, um, I get a phone call from Lisa Steins, who is Finn's um, second in command, I guess, at that point. And she basically says, um, do you know Crucial Conversation? I said, of course, we do it in RLF. And she says, uh, we want to do Crucial Conversations across the organization as well. <laughs> so then, that. And I, I did have to get certified. Were you already certified? I had to get certified too. Yeah, yeah. so we, both, we went to different courses. Mm -hmm. um, I just connected with uh, Ed O'Neill, who is either in my class or taught the class. I can't remember. But uh, anyway, it's been a while. Uh, but Crucial Conversations is still a great part of my program uh, to, to this day. Um, I don't necessarily do the full two-day crucial conversations thing because I think it's it's overkill for most organizations. Mm -hmm. uh, but the concepts of how to get through emotional and charged uh, things are very powerful. So uh, yeah, so that was a great experience. Um, Lisa actually came and spoke at the local chapter uh, with me about that experience mm. and basically credited it in uh, assisting them into growing from doing some $70 million worth of capital expenditure plans per year to about $140 million um, and really scaling the organization so, to something from good to great in a, in a very short period of time. I rem so, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I remember distinctly, actually, part of the, the business case for wanting to wanted the IT department to learn crucial conversations was they wanted to equip that department with the capacity to have effective conversations with the rest of the business. So what was happening was they were taking in all these requirements and they were not clear. So it was taking too long to actually develop things, too much back and forth, too long. And they weren't able to push back in the business saying, wait, what do you really want this? And what is it really for? So the Crucial Conversations um, content was also designed to really equip these people to have really efficient, effective, powerful conversations with the business. Yes. And that's the way that they produced that, that result. Uh, absolutely. That's great memory. I did not remember those details. Mm -hmm. It's been a couple of years, but <laughs> yes. uh, I appreciate you bringing it up. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was a great, great gig. It was, and talk about moving the, the needle, right? Moving the, the dial that whole organization and back on the strengths, right? Remember that whole thing was helping people get really clear about how they uniquely communicated and behaved and how that motivated them. Sure. And the more that we can connect that in, right? That's stronger. We can increase that energy, the engagement, the performance, the commitment. It's just, it's that, it's that re-energizing wheel. So doing that across the whole organization and then coupling with, with the crucial conversations, that was powerful. Absolutely. Great. Anything else you want to share about that? No, nope, I think that's it for now. But uh, if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can do so on LinkedIn. It's Mike Rochelle and Elise Cortez. Uh, we're easy to find, both and associates. Thanks for joining us today. Till the next time. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.